This episode of the Podular Modcast is brought to you by Recovery Effects and Devices. Quality handmade effects and modules paying homage to classic, synth, and effects designs while innovating for today's studios and musicians. Hello, my name is Tim Held. Welcome to the Podular Modcast, where we feast on the frequencies of modular synthesis. Hello, sweet listener. Welcome back to the Podular Modcast. Today's guests are Bradley Millington and Josh Lim. They're the founders of Modular on the Spot Seattle. They're going to tell you exactly what that is, but just a little info. It's it's basically a concert series which focuses on uh, modular artists. And what is very unique about them is they are usually outdoors in beautiful parks around the Seattle area. That's all I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to let them get into it. This is one of the first episodes recorded, so uh, the audio quality is a little is a little rough on this one. But um, ultimately, I think the content really makes up for that. These guys were so cool. It's the first time I met them, and we just we hit it off right away. Uh, they're doing such a cool thing here in town, and um, us Seattle synthesists are just very appreciative. So they asked me to ask you. Are you a modular artist? Do you want to play in a beautiful park somewhere in Seattle? Well then, get a hold of these guys. You can uh, find them on Facebook or um, on Instagram. It's at uh, M-O-T-S Seattle um, or M-O-T-S Seattle at gmail.com. Really quick, once again, just want to thank everybody who's supporting us on Patreon. And if you would like to do so, go to patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. And real quick, just one more thing. Today's backing music comes from Connor Durow. I hope I'm saying your name right. It's uh, C-O-N-N-O-R-D-O-R-O-U-G-H. Look for him on SoundCloud. This song is called Underbloom. Um, yeah, and you just take a, a nice little stroll through his his SoundCloud page, and it's uh, some nice dark ambient. And I'm always game for some of that. So, uh, yeah, thanks again, Connor. And if you would like to share some of your music with us or suggest something, podmodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, get a hold of us there for any of your podular modcast needs. All right, let's, uh, let's get into today's chat with Josh and Bradley. So I'm here with Brad Millington, Brad Millington, Josh Lim. Lim, and you guys do the Seattle Modular on the Spot, which is it's a <laughs> so it's a format that started in L.A. Uh, Banna Hafar and uh, Eric Cheslak or Rodent Five One Six. They started this format mainly because they wanted to get outside. Uh, with their gear and kind of experience it in nature and mm-hmm. they, so they were doing it on like some camping trips oh, and cool. recording themselves doing that with a generator and <laughs> then that sort of led to doing it with their friends and now they're they're doing it on the LA River I think monthly okay um, and they go kind of rogue you know they just sort of do it uh, you know, hoping that the police don't show up and kick them out uh, oh really uh, and they, <laughs> they get away with it most of the time uh, but um, I have a I have a buddy and uh, LA that turned me on to the idea and and I thought it would be great to replicate it here uh-huh. and, uh, so yeah it's what it is is uh, bringing modular sense outdoors and um, kind of playing them in that in that space uh, and we stick to just a few guidelines like it should be modular only okay you, know, you don't bring any extra gear like uh, keyboards or computers or drum okay. machines it's just supposed to be that was gonna be my thing. question because I was gonna ask if I could do one sometime and if I brought my guitar if that would be against the rules which I'm fine well, with not bringing it it's <laughs> actually funny because we actually were starting to do a new thing uh-huh. um, and for now it's called modular nights but I don't know that might change who knows but basically, it's going to be the same the same format as Modular in the Spot, but we're allowing other gear. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think 
people are going to start bringing guitars and other stuff in with because mo modular is just blowing up and more and more and more people are using it and people are getting further and further away from kind of the bedroom producer DJ stuff and yeah yeah so I, I, I kind of see that happening but I also really like the idea of keeping something like modular on the spot especially since it's inspired by a pre-existing thing to kind of honor you know the, the original people exactly idea. yeah and, and we're not the only ones replicating it right uh, you know it's happening in lots of different cities and everybody's kind of sticking to those forced you know those forced limitations which uh -huh. kind of gives it an, an identity Right, no, I think that's... Really yeah, cool. and we're not going to, like, stop doing the normal modular on the spot. Like, I think uh, eventually the plan is to do a show every month, and mm -hmm. then every other month have it be modular on the spot. And any month that it isn't modular on the spot, we do this new thing. Okay. And how does the weather kind of dictate? Because I, I, went, I went to one of your guys' things on um, Capitol Hill. Was that Cal Anderson? Not Cal Anderson. Volunteer? Volunteer. Yeah. Yeah, um... And that was super cool, but so they're all outdoor, and they're all at parks. So well, far, they're right? not or, all outdoor. Not well, because, okay. you know, we're in Seattle, and uh -huh. so it rains three-fourths of the year. <laughs> so we actually, well, I guess now we actually do it. Um, there's a there's an art space in kind of in Soto called Mokito. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and then um, the Molly's owner, awesome. yeah, Molly, yeah, yeah, we talked to her, and, um, you know, we, we did the module in the spot in December, and then she approached us afterwards, and she was like, hey, I would love to host these things every month that's so cool um so that kind of works out because we need an indoor space to do it mm -hmm. um but then you know once we get to may you know in summer um it's it'll get sunny and then so right now we're actually talking to the parks department we're trying to figure out how we can do them in the parks in the sunny months but then the rest of the year we'll do them indoor at mokito okay yeah cool. and really in keeping with the tradition probably if it's outdoors uh you know, it's modular on the spot. If it's indoors, we'll probably give it some new identity. Okay. Although in the in the past, you know, couple of years that we've done it, we have done uh, modular on the spot events at Mokito indoors, uh -huh. just as as Josh said, because weather and it's, right. you know we're not in LA. And yeah, it's, it's hard to <laughs> hard to keep it going. Uh -huh. But um, yeah, I think in keeping with with uh, you know the, their principles, we should just separate the two things. And and a lot of people like yourself have asked us. Um, you know, is there is there any way we could introduce some new format that would allow for more, you know, more types of gear? Because mm -hmm. um, it op really opens up how many people, um, you know, we can get to perform and yeah. come out and do it. And maybe with a modular angle to it. But uh, but yeah, we'll sort of give modular on the spot its own identity and then and then create something new. Yeah. So. So how did you guys meet? Was is it modular on the spot that brought you together? Or? Yeah, okay. actually. So I actually. Uh, in last July, my fiance and I, we took a vacation. We were down in LA. Um, and then I actually went to one of the modules on the spot uh -huh. events. Um, and then, so I went to that and then I went to like a few other shows and like this DJ set downtown. And then, you know, it was a Thursday night and every one of these events was packed. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wow, it's crazy. Like there's like a really thriving electronic music scene down here where mm -hmm. you can play a show on a Thursday night and like a hundred people will show up. And then so I was like, I wish there was some sort of community like that in Seattle. And then so I got back, and um, the one that intrigued me most was Monster on the Spot. And so uh -huh. I wanted to do that. And then so, you know, I started getting it going, and then I eventually emailed Patchworks. And I was like, hey, uh, I want to do this Monster on the Spot thing. If you guys know of him who want to perform, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, hey, there's actually this guy, Bradley, who's already been doing it. You should talk to him. And then oh, so cool. I, reached, I reached out to Bradley, and then... He kind of led me through everything and helped me figure out like the logistics and how to plan and everything and then okay. and then um, we kind of eventually kind of just talked about like hey we should just do this together. Uh -huh. um, there's no point in having two competing modular on the yeah, spot. Yeah, it's things. such a small city. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. So we should do this together, um, and that's actually worked out pretty well. So it's been about a, a little over a year. Then? No, or like. I, I did my first one at the end of last August. Okay. Oh, so it's, it's, yeah, new, it's pretty, new. pretty okay. new. Okay. All <laughs> yeah. Right. So we just joined up and I mean, it just, like you said, it makes sense with mm -hmm. such a small community and, and we don't want to step on each other. And, and, and at the same time we realized like by doubling up our efforts together, like we can, you know, financially make it happen a little mm -hmm. bit easier and we have to buy permits and stuff like that. Right. We're not exactly going as rogue as the LA folks. Right, right. <laughs> uh, it's going to be harder to do in Seattle. So, you know, we can we can combine resources. We can, 
you know, transport gear together. We can share gear. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, if I, if we get onto like a monthly cadence or something with these shows and one of us isn't available, it means the other one can kind of, you know, step in and run the, and run the show too. Yeah. So we can keep a rhythm. As cool as it would be to go rogue, like LA, we have so many great parks here. Yeah. Why not just like oh, yeah. be able to build a relationship with them and have like exactly that volunteer that stage that that whole field there that was perfect you know I went up there not really knowing what to expect and I just kind of walked around in the in the woods listening to modular yeah. music and sat there for a minute and watched and went over by in like that little section where all the the neo hippies always go and twirl sticks around and yeah shit. <laughs> there's something there's something really cool about doing them in the public parks because mm -hmm. like you know if, I don't know if either of you guys have been to the one in LA but on, at the spot where they do it in the LA River like you really have to kind of know how to find it mm -hmm. um, but you know when we do it in Gasworks Volunteer Park like there's art especially in the summer there's already a ton of people there oh Gasworks so, you don't, so, so cool. you don't even have to do a whole lot of promotion because there's already people at the parks right. and they're going to hear it and they're going to come to it and, and they're going to watch it and they're going to yeah exactly so the, foot, the like, foot traffic from families and stuff is is just super entertaining like uh -huh. we have you know toddlers dancing in front of in front of the performances <laughs> and stuff which is just amazing yeah uh, and i think the performers really like it too getting that kind of random foot traffic mm -hmm. so um also it's just it's it's so compelling looking to people who don't know what it is i can yeah. see that just people being like totally. what the hell is going on over there so yeah best thing about gasworks is we actually have kayakers and sailboats and like oh, pulling really? up behind <laughs> us so you know, people will drop anchor and hang out for a oh, bit that is so cool <laughs> That's, this is a great city to do it in um so I guess the the future of it is just to keep going and, and yeah. just, um, do you kind of want to uh, hit all the major parks in the Seattle area? Or? That's a good question. I mean, I we <laughs> so we were sort of diversifying in different parks for a while. You know, we've done volunteer gas works. We did Seward Park, mm -hmm. uh, which was uh, they have an amphitheater there. That's that seemed like a great space to do it as well. Um, Seward's a little bit further out of the way, so it didn't mm -hmm. get that random foot traffic element. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, we, we keep hearing that how much people love Gasworks, so we thought about trying to maybe do that more often. And for starters, I think we want to get on a regular, some kind of regular rhythm where mm -hmm. people can expect the show on the second Saturday or the third Saturday mm -hmm. or something of every month. Okay. Um, and we may go so far as to, you know, maybe um, stick with one location for a little while and see how that goes too. Gasworks is probably the, the best option. I mean, it's, it's yeah. such a cool backdrop in both yeah. directions. And probably, the, have you noticed that's the most foot traffic? or Definitely. Where people kind of yeah. drift in the most? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, because volunteer, as good as it is, it's, it's so spread out. Yeah, that. yeah. And, and you know, Capitol's a little more out of the way mm -hmm. than Gasworks. Yeah. It's a hike from the parking lot, though. You're dragging the gear all, yeah, the, way, all the way up to the lake's edge can be a pain. <laughs> um, so, I guess let's go one at a time. Your your guys' uh, I like to hear everybody's story on from musician to modular synthesis. <laughs> so yeah, so I uh, well, so I've been producing music since I was a freshman in high school, and I mainly did like hip hop and uh -huh. a little bit of electronic, and then. I started, you know, getting more in electronic, and then I, I bought my microbrute, you know, my very first synthesizer, uh -huh. and then my MS-20, and then I was like, wow, synthesizers are the coolest thing ever, and then, you know, I kind of saw online these modular things, and then I read an article about what they were, and it just really intrigued me, like, you know, the idea of, you know, it's kind of like, kind of like a, like a guitar pedal board, uh -huh. you know, you, uh -huh. you, you buy the, like, the case, and then you buy all the individual units and you can make your own unique instrument mm -hmm. and no one else is going to have that exact same thing and on top of that you know the ability to patch things on the outside just adds such a uh, layer of creative flexibility um which was to me at the time was unheard of yeah um but then i looked online and then i saw the prices and i was <laughs> like all right i'm you know, i'm not i'm just gonna stick with what i got i'm uh -huh. not gonna i'm not gonna do it um, and then I graduated high school, and then my uncle, he gave me a thousand dollars, and he mm -hmm. was like, "Just do whatever you want with this thousand dollars." Perfect. And then I was originally gonna buy a Fender Rhodes because uh -huh. I always wanted one. Yeah. But then I realized I'm gonna when summer's over, I'm gonna go off to college. I can't fit a Rhodes in a dorm room. Right. Also, that'd be a pain to move. Yeah. Um. So I was like, wait, 
a thousand bucks, I can start my modular. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so I, I actually, I, I got in my car and I drove down, because Patrick's hadn't existed at this point. Uh -huh. So I drove down to Portland to Control Voltage. Uh -huh. And I went into the store and I was like, hey, I have a thousand bucks. I have no idea what I'm doing. Help me start a modular. And uh -huh. then so I, I got set up with the Cell 90 case from Pittsburgh Modular and then uh, Z3000 oscillator. Uh, uh, mutable instruments, riffles, and the Pittsburgh outs. And literally it was just the case in those three things. Uh -huh. And then that ran me like 900 bucks. Yeah. And I would have spent more, but I had to buy gas to get home. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah that, that's why I got started. But like, it was so daunting because it was like, man, almost a thousand bucks. And I just have this super basic voice. And, yeah. But um, then eventually, like, I kind of just got over the prices and I just like, learned patience and just slowly built my rig over time and uh -huh. that's the hardest thing when you're starting yeah i mean the the term euro crack is yeah is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 crazy you yeah start, I, I sold so much stuff yeah to just buy like a cup like a clock and a drum yeah <laughs> but yeah now, now i'm graduated college and now this is where my rig's at so i think it kinda, yeah kind of paid off so. it's a beautiful rig and before we get to uh, Brad's story. I, I just this is a question I'm really interested in, especially for you, saying you started as kind of like a, a hip hop producer. Um, how much did getting like getting into modular rewire your producer's brain? Oh man, just, it a lot. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, actually, last night I sat down and I made music on my computer for the first time in like six months. Uh -huh. Everything I've been doing has been on my modular. Uh, um, and it's so interesting because it, I used to be, when I'm making music, I used to be so methodical about it. Mm -hmm. And I used to plan everything and place everything perfectly and then spend like hours just trying to get this right one sound perfect. And then, but now it's just, it's so in the moment. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I plug these things in here and then, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then I actually, I actually kind of knew how CV worked already because I primarily produced in Reason. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if, how much you know about Reason. It has like the patch cable. But yeah, if you if you yeah. hit a button on the keyboard, it'll flip the rack around and you can patch everything. And yeah. a lot of the onboard synths on Reason have CV. Uh -huh. um, and then so I kind of knew a little bit about that. Um, but having it be hands-on and like a tangible object, mm -hmm. just it it allowed for so much more experimentation and, and I kind of just, I almost had to just let go and just kind of let <laughs> the instrument take more control than I did. Yeah. So Brad, how'd you get started with, from musician to modular? From musician to modular. <clears throat> Let's see. Well, I mean, I've, I've been into electronic music for a long time. I mean, since I was in high school, mm -hmm. that, I'll date myself and say that was in the mid eighties. <laughs> in high school? Yeah. Oh, wow. You, the years have been kind. I thought you yeah. were. <laughs> so uh, in the I, and I grew up in the Midwest, uh, so you know there's a lot going on in Chicago. There mm -hmm. was like uh, you know the Chicago industrial scene, yeah. wax tracks and all that stuff. Uh -huh. And uh, we're only two hours away from from where I live, so I'd go up and check out shows and stuff uh -huh. like that. Um, but yeah, so I've been into that scene, you know, from way back. Uh, and I think like in high school, I I got an Emu Emacs sampler. That was like the first thing I, I uh -huh. had. Um, and so I've been kind of dabbling in electronic music for a long time. Um, and I, I shelved it for a while as I went through college, I think. And then uh, when I came back out of college, got kind of established in a job, Ableton started to like catch my attention. Like mm -hmm. that was, was I, th I think what, what I was sequencing my Emacs with was a, was a Atari 1040 ST and like creator software, which was just ancient by today's standards. Yeah. And so Ableton was sort of like me waking up to, uh, wow, things have become so much you know more modern and, and easy and powerful. And so I got into that a little bit. I think, I don't know when it was, Ableton 7 or 8. It wasn't, you know, it was sort of late to the party. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the what Josh said about like surgically creating music and kind of obsessing on everything just never really you know, never really uh, connected with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm also one of those people that like has short attention span and I might get so far with like a groove or something, but never figure out how to finish it. Uh -huh. And so, you know, nothing was ever finished. Mm -hmm. And uh, as much as I enjoyed the technology, I kind of wasn't actually, you know, making a whole lot of music. Um, 
And so, let's see, how did I actually get... Uh, so I, I went to Decibel Festival mm -hmm. one year up here um, and did like an Ableton trivia show. Uh -huh. um, they, they were doing, they were giving things away. And uh, and I, it was sort of like a Price is Right game show sort of thing. Uh -huh. And uh, so I, I made it through all the rounds of that and ended up winning the thing. And they were giving away a push, which I already had. Uh -huh. I gave it to the runner-up. and. Um, the organizers thought that was cool and wanted to give me something else, so they gave me a free class at Dubspot, uh, which is like a DJ school. And in here in Seattle? No, it's like an online thing. Oh, okay, okay. And so uh, I took that class, and it was all about native instruments, mm -hmm. uh, complete software. Okay. Like that whole suite. Is that like massive? Part exactly, of that? like oh. massive, absinthe, FM8, all that mm -hmm. stuff. And I met. Uh, Joe Caputo, who was the teacher for that class. Uh, Joe Caputo, that's a, that's a character from a TV show as well. Is he's he? On Orange is the New Black. Yeah, that's oh, it. He's, yeah, the, he's the warden. He's the warden, yeah. I did Sorry, that. totally. totally <laughs> I know, I, I, I kind of thought that too. I was like, wait <laughs> a second. Different Joe. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he was working there at the time, and I think, I don't know how much you know about Dubspot, but they've completely imploded uh, oh. at this point. Um, and he, as they were going through that process, he was. Uh, kind of whispering in my ear and saying, I'm going to spin off and start my own thing. It's going to be a modular synth school. And we had already been talking a lot about that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just kind of followed him over there and, and you know, decided to take some courses from him. Uh -huh. And at the same time, I, I just kind of come back to hardware. I got, I got a Moog Sub 37 and like that was my keyboard controller and like a foray back into into analog synth. Right, and it has CV up in, in and out or just... It has pitch and gate. I think. Okay, yeah. okay. So, um, yeah, so I was already kind of gravitating to that sound, that big sound mm -hmm. of analog and, and everything, but uh, modular just, you know, spoke to me as, uh, you know, as like the next step to that. Mm -hmm. um, and I just jumped in with both feet and I got... I, I knew that I didn't want to piecemeal my first system together because I thought... You know, I'm eventually going to be into it. You know, I'm eventually going to want to combine a bunch of modules, and I may as well get something that's really substantive from the get-go mm -hmm. and something where I can learn all the concepts. So I jumped in all the way and got a make noise shared system. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I want to I want to talk about that because so you you wanted to jump in to to modular synthesizer. I feel like. You jumped into the coolest, deepest, but maybe the most daunting, confusing for a beginner. I disagree is, with that. Is, okay, because I don't know. Just yeah. looking at it, and so. well, so I, I think make noise turns people off sometimes because their their face plates are are kind of uh, hard to interpret, mm -hmm. and so they, they look more complicated than they really are. But the truth is, their modules are all. Um, very much like single function, you know, everything on the panel, n not a lot of hidden modes. Uh -huh. um, I would say that's true of everything except for maybe the Tempe. <laughs> uh -huh. but, um, but yeah, a lot of their modules are actually really approachable. Okay. And um, so yeah, I mean, you've got, you know, your standard, uh, you know, oscillator, random module, VCA, maths, which is the, you know, the function generator, mm -hmm. envelope generator, LFO, Swiss yeah. Army knife. Yeah, yeah. That one actually maybe does qualify as a complicated module uh -huh. when you get into everything it can do. But, um, but yeah, no, I think it was a great system to just get all the concepts down. And, you know, if you're already familiar with those basics of like, you know, oscillator, VCA, now, filter doesn't really enter the make noise realm very much because they, yeah. they have that West Coast, uh, uh -huh. you know, ideal. But, but yeah, I mean, it really wasn't that much different. Okay, um, that's that makes me feel better because I I'm in love with the make noise stuff. If a molt can be cool, make noise is gonna make the cool molt. It's which, true. It's true. It's pretty sweet. You can even do like and or with it, which is yeah. pretty. The crazy. coolest molt was the one that they weren't that they were only only offering with the shared system, and everybody wanted it separately. Uh -huh. And they finally introduced a case that is just the case and the molt, and you can fill it with whatever you want. Okay, is that that big long horizontal guy? Exactly. Okay, right okay. in the middle. Uh huh. Yeah. Right on. Okay, and so speaking of make noise and maths, um, you just did. A, a workshop on on maths at Patchworks, which is our store in Seattle. Right, right. Um, yeah, so I mean, I guess backing up a little bit, I mean, the reason I got into Modular on the Spot was like to find the community in Seattle that was doing this stuff. And mm -hmm. of course, Patchworks didn't exist at that at, at that moment. And mm -hmm. I thought, you know, what better way to find the people up here that are doing it than to try, mod than to, try to replicate Modular on the Spot. Um, you know, fast forward, Patchworks sort of, 
it, uh, just evolved right at, right at the same time and in parallel. Mm -hmm. And I've always had it. I mean, for me, the goal of doing this is to get connected to people, get connected to community, and to give some part of, of me into that community. Mm -hmm. that, so it will give back to me. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, this mass workshop is my personal goal. You know, for this year is to actually start uh, delivering more workshops and trying to teach what little I know about modular, uh, you know, back back to the rest of the world. And so I did the mass presentation, mm -hmm. I think it was two weeks ago, and yeah. it seemed to go over really well. We had full house, and a lot of people came up to me afterwards and said they got a lot out of it. And the whole idea was just to talk about um, all the functions that maths can do. Um, and really, anybody who's read the manual will, will kind of know all those things, and I, I just kind of... Uh, went through the manual systematically and mm -hmm. you know we patched it up i talked about you know what what it was what we were building tried to make it sonically interesting like to do something so you could hear the effect of it mm -hmm. and then tried to explain how it worked conceptually under the hood like what mass was doing okay and i just repeated that ad nauseum until i got through the whole manual yeah no uh, that's perfect yeah and it, and it was really great so and I, I hope to do more of them yeah that's um maths is actually one of the first modules i ever messed around with which is weird, but I, I kind of wrap with with some help from my buddy. He kind of helped me wrap my head around it. But I want to. I would credit maths twenty five percent of like the reason I wanted to get into it. Just just seeing what that one module could do with with an oscillator was I don't know. Just blew my mind. So yeah, and I think most people use it as just like an envelope generator or or an LFO type of thing, a repeating mm -hmm. envelope. Um, but it actually can be so many different things. I mean. Halfway rectification. I mean, who who does that? Who knows what that does? I don't even know. You know but but yeah, I mean, a bunch of things that it does. And, uh, so yeah, it's kind of cool. Just go through the manual and it, you patch those things up, and you you'll learn a lot about what it does. I really want to get one, but I I am um, I have the faceplate and PCB. I'm I'm about to build the uh, rampage from Faco, which yeah. I think is similar enough to it to where I probably would spend my three hundred dollars on something else but yeah. um and you can diy it if you yeah <laughs> with a yeah that's the rampage yeah so i just i gotta buy some faders and then um me and my buddy greg from recovery effects we will do builds every once in a while we, we did a thomas henry 4046 vco lfo a few months back it's actually for sale at Patchworks right now because I traded it in because I wanted something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so um, glad that place exists. I know. So it's funny that you say that you wanted to, you know, the communities here, you wanted to not only be a part of it, but give, give a part of yourself to it and just kind of like meld with it away. And that's kind of what I'm hoping to do with this. And it, it seems like it's just like a really nice serendipitous moment for that with Patchworks um, and with you guys doing what you're doing and I'm hoping that I can kind of come in from another angle and um, I'm trying to push all of my electronic friends into buying modular synthesizers. Um, but I, I do feel that this community is coalescing. There's always been uh, a cool electronic music community here in Seattle. Um, I kind of got introduced to it via, you know, uh, Further Records and Hush Hush Records, which are totally different things. Um, but then I started kind of meeting people from those areas and then met Andy and Cindy and got into the Monster Planet crew. And now I feel like with with Modular and Patchworks and what you guys are doing, it's all really, really starting to come together. Like we've already talked about three or four people that we know, but tonight's the first night we've actually met. So that's to me, that's exciting. Um, yeah. I don't know where yeah. I'm going with that other than just kind of waxing poetically about yeah something's cool something's happening and, yeah and you know it's it's both you know the explosion of the technology and the fact that modular is just so hot right now and mm -hmm. there's you know explosion of manufacturers and uh, and a lot of people gravitating toward it and you know Seattle is a, you know has a community that's revolving around events like this and mm -hmm. around you know, places like Patchworks who are also doing education and workshops and DIY nights and yeah, I, I definitely feel like you know something really great is happening and at the time when I was imagining doing modular on the spot just to find people I didn't have a clue that any of this was on the was just on the horizon uh -huh. and so it hasn't been that long and just to see how far 
the community's come is like totally amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, it's been a year since Patchworks opened, just a little more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's they, they have. I did. I did a uh, talk with Cindy about a month and a half ago. Um, they've got a lot of cool stuff planned for this year, and they're already doing such cool things, yeah. like you said, with all the workshops. And, and, all. and granted, the community existed, and I just didn't know about it. Right. But, <laughs> and I think we needed Patchworks to almost kind of be like an, an island in this in it's this like the central island. hub it is really, Every, everything yeah. kind of goes yeah. back to and the I people just, that work there so i just cool. met some yeah. people from spokane this last weekend who are doing something out there oh and, really and they they had seen some module on the spot video and uh they were really excited to meet me and wanted to know if you know they could come out here and do some shows and if people would come out there to bootstrap their synth community, um, yeah, it was their name of Ch Chelsea and Tobias from um, Technological Taxidermy, is what they call themselves. <laughs> oh, wow. okay, but cool. they were super cool, and yeah, so I mean, just you know, just east of the mountains, and of uh -huh. course, south of Portland, their their budding communities or or mature communities in the case of Portland. Are you guys maybe gonna try to go mobile with it around here? Are you gonna stick to Seattle and encourage people like the people in Spokane to do their own thing? Yeah, I haven't even really thought of that, honestly. You know, well, Kevin Meyer in Portland's already doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it would be more... So I think these uh, people I talked to from Spokane, they're really interested in, in starting a module on the spot there. Mm -hmm. And if anything, I think they would be the ones, you know, doing that for their local community. Mm -hmm. But they wanted to bootstrap it. And to do that, I think getting, you know, getting some people from here to maybe come out there and, and help with the shows or vice versa they can they can come out here and be part of our shows mm -hmm. um, uh, that's the idea they were pitching to me so I think it'd be more just about kind of you know helping them and get their own yeah. thing going I've got like this like this this daydream vision of like them just popping up all over the country yeah I <laughs> now that you said that I kind of feel the same way like I don't really want to like try to have this cultivate this big like Washington community where, you know, Josh and Bradley were doing this big, <laughs> yeah. you know, Washington thing. Uh -huh. I'd rather have each, you know, I like the idea of every city kind of having their own thing and mm -hmm. we help each other out. I kind of feel like the type, all sorts of people are, are attracted to modular. I think there, there's kind of this underlying characteristic that we all have that's kind of with the impermanence thing. With the, I don't want to make this the the Josh and Bradley thing. I want this to just be its own thing, and we'll do it here. There's kind of like, it's almost kind of like, I, I haven't said this out loud yet because I don't want to sound cheesy, but this is the way I think about it. Is there's almost like a, a kind of a Buddhist nature to mm. it, and that like there's like the selflessness and the impermanence of it. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm really romanticizing it, but well, if anything, the the people in this community, I mean, I have I've yet to meet really you know, any bad characters in this scene. And right, right. That's, that already just feels really great. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, and I, I, I agree with everything you said about, you know, the modular process too. I mean, part of the, we didn't really get to that in my story, but, you know, the reason why I gravitate so much to it is for all the same reasons you've already described, mm -hmm. um, both of you have already described, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's exploratory, uh, it's impermanent, um, you know, you, you don't know necessarily where it's going to lead you mm -hmm. and uh, I felt like I was no longer having to like surgically create things and figure out you know okay I've got a pretty good got a, a pretty good you know intro now where do I go uh, you know it just sort of uh, uh, you know evolves uh -huh. and um, and is sonically interesting you know the whole time it's got constantly changing so I that really spoke to me and was the first time I felt like I was being productive at at making things that I that that you know spoke to me and that I was proud of or that uh, you know it 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 made music making fun and not a and not a chore mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. so yeah I think I think I found my home in, in music in yeah. right. this place so in that oh go ahead Josh well I, I was just gonna say backtracking a little bit it was a little funny that you, you talked about you know not meeting any bad characters in the scene because so you know before I really did modular stuff I, I did a lot of performing you know with like my hip-hop stuff and mm -hmm. my other electronic stuff and I still do um, and you know so over the years I connected with a ton of rappers and other producers and DJs and songwriters and singers and then so my my fiance she 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 goes out with me to all these shows and she's you know kind of my roadie slash manager uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, so she's met everyone that I've connected with and then after I did my first modular on the spot 
we got back in the car afterwards and she was like, these people are way nicer than all the other <laughs> artists that you've ever encountered. <laughs> I experienced that too. I mean, I didn't do the hip hop thing, but I definitely, I did, uh, did like the, the rock band thing for a long, long yeah. time. And, um, and myself included, there's just some like weird ego thing where like you share a, a green room with another band on a Tuesday night and you're playing to each other, but you like, you know, you don't really talk to each other, you know, and it's yeah. just like that kind of shit I got so tired of. And I think, yeah, again, this is an, another one of the boons of this. Um, so, so kind of going back to what we were just talking about, like the process of it all and the, the um, I'm curious as people who, who have produced in the past, do you notice that you actually produce less, um, you know, I guess songs or tracks or albums now that you're in the modular? Yes, actually, definitely. Okay. Um, I like, I remember like the, like the year before I really went into modular, I, I had like three different like EPs or projects mm -hmm. and I had the whole library of tracks. Um, but now I kind of just want to like play my modular, you know, <laughs> um, less than actually like sitting down and like making, you know, track one, track two, track three, yep, here's the right, EP, yep. you know, I just, I've noticed that's a trend. Yeah. Um, do you guys know Chris Davis? Cause if not, you should definitely get to know him. I just did an episode with him. Um, he's done stuff with like motor records and He's, uh, I know Motor. I've been to some of their show, the yeah, Motor showcases, he, but I don't know him. It's all oh God. I'm I'm sorry, Chris. It's either PLL. I think it's PLL. Oh, I've seen him. Then. I've yeah. seen PLL. Okay, so that's that's Chris. Um, and I, we were just talking about it. I, I told him, hey, send me before I record it. Send send me your favorite track off your you know your latest album or whatever I can play during. And he's like, actually, stopped recording once I got into <laughs> modular, and I'm like, cool. I kind of did too. I was like on a one album, one EP a year trajectory. Yeah. And then I got into this and I'm like, totally. I don't even have an idea for what my next album is going to be and I'm okay with that. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, I, it's funny because it's, it's been a while, but you know, this month I've been doing this whole January thing where I've been trying to do like a jam every day. And uh, then through that, that's kind of almost like naturally produced like I've taken all the best ones and it's almost naturally made its own little like EP uh -huh. thing but like again it, it was it was an accident like I didn't like sit down and like try to make this it just happened mm -hmm. to yeah but so I, th I think I've already said I I wasn't finishing a whole lot of music before uh -huh. anyway I mean I if anything I've always thought of myself as just like a music hobbyist and uh -huh. someone who's actually getting you know any serious work done with it but uh, but you know, with the modular, yeah, I love that meditative aspect of just coming home from work or whatever and getting lost in it. And, and maybe, you know, maybe I'll record it, maybe I won't. I do have recording at the ready all the time. So I'm, I'm usually patched through a mixer that's just patched to a recorder that I can, mm -hmm. you know, if I like what I'm hearing, I can, I can hit record. Uh, and I do, um, but I'm just recording stereo at the moment. And, um, you know, and if and if I like it, you know, maybe maybe someday I'll edit it up, chop it up, and it'll end up on SoundCloud. But uh -huh, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I I just mainly just hit record if I like what's happening, and maybe I'll jam on it for a little while. Okay. Um, but for me, that's that's honestly maybe that some of the most finished stuff I have ever done, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine with me. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. I'm I'm enjoying myself. I'm getting something out of it. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. You know, it's something I just thought of. I wonder if maybe how the, the change in just the, the, the climate of, of the music business or trying to actually, you know, quote unquote, make it or be an artist. I wonder, like, cutting through the noise is, is so difficult and, and to actually try to, you know, do anything with it where that could become your job or you're getting critical praise, like, it's just it's way more lofty as as mm -hmm. it gets more saturated and more saturated and i wonder i just wonder how, how much that has played into kind of this this transition i feel like a lot of electronic musicians are switching to modular and yeah. everybody i've talked to stopped recording as much shit you know you know so. that's actually kind of perfectly described where i was so 2017 was like a pretty crazy year for me musically mm -hmm. um like, you know, I released, like, a ton of different projects, a ton of tracks. I played at the Moore Theater with Robert Glasper. Whoa. I played Sasquatch. Nice. I played Upstream. I, I was playing everywhere and doing so many things. Um, and But it, it 
and like it was awesome like don't get me wrong I love doing it but now that I'm the little more low pressure now that I'm not really trying to like make it or like be for lack of a better word productive with my uh -huh. music now that I'm kind of just like sitting down just and just jamming and just kind of like relaxing it's almost brought more fulfillment to me just doing that than it than it was playing at Sasquatch mm -hmm. in front of a ton of people. Mm -hmm. So I just think that there's there's something very valuable about it, and and to see it actually enrich people's lives in ways that that chasing down the next track you know didn't in the past. Yeah, you know? exactly. I don't know. Full scenario. You. Let's just forget the reason why. But you have to live on a cruise ship for the next year. That'd be awesome. I don't know, man. You have to live on a cruise, but it's not like an Alaskan cruise. It's like let's think of like the yuppiest, shittiest cruise that you can think of with like the like just buffet and shitty comedians. This is where you have to live for a year, and so your cabin, in your in the cruise ship is a quarter the size of this average size bedroom we're sitting in right now. You can bring five modules with you. Oh, five. You five. said you said ten before. We was it yeah. ten? Okay, so I changed it from Actually, ten. Five is better. No, ten I'm, I'm would take down way to do, too I'm long. I'm kind of down to do five. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, Shit. Brad, oh, five modules. I'll have to go with him first, so I have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have to think about how to pare it down. Um, okay. I mean, you need the basics. You need you need something to make you know to make sound. You want something versatile. Uh, you need envelopes, you're going to need an amplifier, you're going to need an oscillator, something, you know, minimally. Mm -hmm. and, uh, okay, so output, an output forget mixer is, yeah. is, is, is not part of five. Yeah. You oh, get that. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to be like, <laughs> oh, I guess a mixer. But. Sure. Yeah, I'm not going to spend one of my modules on a multi. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I oh, should. I might. I, I, I might. <laughs> Mutable Instruments <laughs> links, man. That's a sweet module. Oh, Anyways, yeah. anyway, you, you go ahead. I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't know. Um... Gosh, oscillator-wise, I mean, I love the DPO from mm -hmm. the shared system. Uh, it's super versatile. You know, you get, uh, you get two oscillators, complex oscillator, FM, uh, an LFO when you want it to be, lots of wave shapes. Uh, so that, that I think, and it's just a, a really great sounding mm -hmm. oscillator to me. So DPO would be, would be definitely first. Um, I probably, you know, it's... Sorry to stay and make noise land, but uh, but I I probably would stick with Mass because Mass is a Swiss Army knife. Mm -hmm. You get you know you get a couple other LFOs if you want them. You certainly have your two envelopes um, and uh, attenuators. You know ways to, to dial things in uh, and a bunch of other functions. I mean you'll have some gate outputs. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's versatile. So those two at least. I kind of figured maths was going to be on about 99% of all my guests' lists. Yeah. It just seems like that's the module, so. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have Quadra and an expander isn't quite the same thing. I have that in a different system, mm -hmm. you know, gives me four, you know, four envelopes or LFOs or whatever, but it doesn't, it doesn't do all the things that maths does. Right. does. Maths is definitely more versatile. Um, what else would I do? Okay, I need... I need I need a, a VCA of some kind. Um, oh, the other thing's math can be a sound source. You know, it goes audio rate. Mm -hmm, so I can get mm -hmm. not a volt per octave tracking oscillator, but I can get a couple of right. other oscillators uh, out of it. Um, I need a VCA. Probably just, you know, I, I would say Optimix because I love the sound of the Vactrols and I like the striking and everything, but I'm going to go for something different. Uh, like maybe a, like, a quad VCA, like mm -hmm. intelligent quad VCA yeah. or something, where I've got you know four, um, four different uh, amplifier sections. All can be controlled with their own CV, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, and can be I think exponential, linear, you know, some some different response curves and stuff. Okay. So, I mean, I'm just going for basics at this point mm -hmm. because otherwise mm -hmm. I'm not going to get any sound out of this. <laughs> thing. Uh, how about so now I need like a like one of those Swiss Army knife modules that can do a lot more. Um, uh, I have an octa controller, which is cool. That, uh, that's good for, it has eight outputs. It can be 
sample and holds, it could be arpeggios, it could be... I, I'm gonna need to, to sequence somehow. Mm -hmm. so yeah. I'm gonna need some way to get static vultures out. I love Renee. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. That, that's like the, um, the XYZ sequencer, right? Like it's, it's, it's not just... Is that what they, yeah. that what they call yeah. the function on it? Like, they call it a Cartesian uh -huh. sequencer uh -huh. because it has uh, sequences in the X and the Y direction. Mm -hmm. um, but no, it just, uh, it's a really fun and playable sequencer. It has a lot of inter interactivity with it too because you can touch the face plates and, and uh, you know, restrain you know, the sequences it's playing. Mm -hmm. So is that four? Yeah, I'd be up to four, and I basically just have like a system Cartesian. <laughs> I don't know what I have, <laughs> but uh, uh, okay. So for my sequencer, it's hard. It's yeah, it's super hard. <laughs> I'm missing random too. Like I'm missing, you know, maybe like a ultra random analog or something where you know I, I could. I get some noise, I get, you know, two different mm -hmm. randoms, I have smooth random, step random, all that stuff. Um, yeah, because I need more, maybe more modulators. I can do it without a filter. Mm -hmm. um, although Optimix would give me some sort of pseudo filtering. Yeah. My quad VCA doesn't do that. Right. <laughs> so what are you taking? I'm going to be lame and just, and just do, do Renee Optimix DPL. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Megalist. <laughs> I got to get a sponsorship, man. <laughs> totally. But I threw some shout outs in there to some other, yeah. uh, other modules. Yeah. No, I mean, I. Octa Controller is a great one, I think, for, you know, you can get eight LFOs if you want. Mm -hmm. or, you know, you've got random, you've got gates, you've got arpeggios. You know, it's actually pretty, you can do a lot with it. Um, okay, so yeah, DPO, Mass, Renee, um, Optimix. It's a solid setup. I'd have fun with that. I think you'd yeah. have a lot of fun and, with that. And, and then some kind of random. I I'll wonder, say ultra random analog just so I don't have a woggle bug in there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, like, if you did have that for a year on a, a, a horrible cruise ship. Maybe you would just like come out of that like really, really being a boss of all of those things, and then yeah. get into the world, like just yeah. be a, a master synthesis. Yeah. Get out. I think I'd, I'm going to trade my Optimix for a Quad VCA because I'd rather have more ways to mix than. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Josh, you've had some time well, to think about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, so question: <laughs> Do I get my pedal board on this cruise ship? Your guitar like, pedal board? Yeah. Like, can I bring my oh, Big Sky with man. me? Man. Oh man. Well, Brad didn't get a cool benefit like that. So I think in order for that to be okay, let's say that uh, we'll throw in we'll throw in uh, a couple molts. Brad can bring in a couple molts or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not as yeah, cool as a pedal board, but yeah, well, yeah, the effects effects are on the yeah. modules. Because I don't want to. If I only have five modules, I don't want to you know waste one on an effects module. Right, you know? right. Well, that's what makes this so tough. Yeah, no, no, no guitar pedal. No guitar. I, I, I gotta right. be tougher. I gotta all right, be tougher all right, all right. All right. Well, so for <laughs> for oscillator, I think I would definitely do the qubit chord. Okay, I've never even heard of that. Um, well, because it does polyphony. Okay. And All does, right. It does really easy polyphony. Okay. Um, and it's cool. So it has a mix output for the full chord, and then it has individual outputs for each individual chord voicing. Oh, nice. And then so you nice. can do you can do triads or seventh chords, and then you have CV control over you know what what inversion the chord is in. You have CV control over um, the quality of the chord. You know whether it's major, minor, dominant. You have control over. Um, the chord voicing and the waveform, um, so it's actually pretty flexible module, and it sounds it's sounds absolutely gorgeous. Okay. Um, right. So I, I'd I'd have to do the chord cool because I'm I'm really su super into like ambient stuff mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. and so I feel like I need something polyphonic. Okay. Well, um, I'm always listening too because I'm I'm still I'm still building my setup and some polyphony would be pretty nice. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping later when we do the additive now thing that I'll get something that can warrant me using my chords. Okay. I love that, <laughs> I love that module. Um, I would, okay, so chord, I would probably do my um, Sputnik 
quad VCF slash VCA. Okay. Because it's both fil- quad filter and quad VCA. Uh-huh. It has four channels, each with individual outputs, and then each channel, there's a switch where you can make it either a filter, uh, amp, or both. Okay. So that'll, that's, like yeah, that's, that's going to help a lot, especially mm-hmm. if my cord has four voice outputs, mm-hmm. then I could, yep. exactly. Wait, so I, have, I feel like you can have fun with just that. Yeah. So I have the cord. And you see it, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pittsburgh um, Life Forms mini sequencer uh-huh. that came out a little bit ago. Yeah. I got it and I love it. Okay. It's awesome. So I'll do that. Oh, shoot. What else? That three? That's three. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? I have a sequencer. I have a voice. I have I need an envelope. Mm-hmm. I'm having a tough time deciding between my IntelliGel Dual ADSR or my Mutable Instruments Peaks. Because I Peace like has those extra functions. It does, in it. but if I'm looking for just an envelope, I think the Dual ADSR does it better. Mm-hmm. But the Peaks has a lot of other stuff too. It's got the drums in it. Which it has is... the drums. It has the LFOs. Have you found the Easter egg? Have you done the Easter egg on it yet? Where you like hold the split key and then it it does some weird yeah. plays some weird sample or something. Yeah. I don't have one. My buddy has one. I thought that was really weird. Um, shoot. <laughs> so what you at three now or four three but the fourth will either be the intelligel or the peaks okay uh, brad's shaking his head for the intelligel He's you can't you can modulate the intelligel envelope you can't modulate peaks that's true well then i guess i would do that and then if i want drums Oh man, now I have to decide between my Plonk and my uh, Tip Top 1. I was wondering That's, if the 1 was going to make your list, because it's, it's online for sure. It's Well, I don't know if it's... Because the, the, what's nice about... I guess... Uh, Where are it would do the 1. It would... What? Where are your modulators? What What's going to... What's going to CV control? Other than See, the that, sequencer. That's, that's why I want to... That's why I'm debating the peaks. Because oh. then I have LFOs. That's true. And then if... And then mm. I could just do envelopes by hand, by twisting knobs in the... Which is fun. You know, I'm gonna do the peaks. Yeah, I'm gonna do the peaks because <laughs> versatile. Because you know, I read somewhere that you know the best modulation short source is your hands. Yeah, you can just twist knobs and shit. You don't need it. <laughs> you know That's exactly. True. Wait, so what do I, got? I got the cord, the Sputnik. What else did I say? Um, the, yeah. Oh, the the life form sequencer. The one. The one. And the peaks. That's what I'm doing. Nice. That's a pretty good system. Sweet. Well, it was fun. It was hard. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm sitting, every time people are running through, I'm like, what would I do? Oh, man. Okay. So, this is going to be weird with two guests. Never had two guests. Um, but I'll just have you each do your own adjective and own na- in your own noun. And then um, we'll take a little break and get everything set up. Cool. And uh, we'll figure it out from there. Sounds good. I just got one. Should I read it? Yeah. Hubristic. Hubristic. What fuck does that even mean? I don't even know what it means. <laughs> well, like, yeah. to, uh, hubris. So hubris, yeah. Hubris. So something that's like... Go ahead. I might have to look that up. <laughs> Phantasmagoric. <laughs> what does so, that mean? <laughs> I think that means uh, ghostly, maybe. A really long way of saying ghostly. ghostly? Maybe. Oh, I like that. Is that like a phantasm? So it sounds like, like, sounds like I'm doing something ambient, then. Yeah. <laughs> and then... So don't feel bad about looking it up because everybody's had to look okay. shit up. Everything. For the benefit of the audience, uh, <laughs> hubristic is excessively proud or self-confident. Oh. Mm, okay. I can see some interesting. Some, some strutting. Yeah. So. I'm gonna look up phantasmagoric. Just, I, I'm pretty sure it's I feel, I feel like there's only there are only two pieces of paper in here. Oh, oh really? I do. Am I getting low? Yeah, I, I feel like uh, I don't know much to choose from. Okay. <laughs> well, at least it, it sort of has a uh, has a ring to it. Hammer, a hubristic hammer. <laughs> wow, you're gonna make a really aggressive <laughs> yeah. patch. What the hell? Pre, uh, pre oh. what? <laughs> Oh 
primogenitor? What is that even? What I is that? Okay, so phantasmagoric <laughs> is having a fantastic or deceptive appearance. Oh, and let's see what. Fuck. That's so hard. These, <laughs> I did not come up with these words. I thought it was ghostly too. Yeah, I mean, like it's kind of close to ghostly, but I'm just deceptive. thinking of phantasmagoria. Uh huh. Or, you know, something deceptive. How am I gonna do that? Primogenitor, an ancestor, especially the earliest ancestor of a people. That, ooh, that, what? Deceptive early ancestor. So, yeah, like, I feel All like both right. these could lend to some patches that are going to be very different from each other. I think so. <laughs> so we got some Seattle dates here. Um, modular on the spot Seattle summer series, May 12th, Seward Park, June 9th, Gasworks Park. Yours truly will be doing a set there. I'm really excited. July 14th, Cal Anderson Park. August 11th, Volunteer Park. And September 8th, Gasworks Park again. And then uh, Wednesday, April 25th at 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., Patchworks is doing their bi-weekly Sound Circuits soldering meetup. So if you're in Seattle and you got some uh, kits you want to build or something that you kind of are trying to fix and want to troubleshoot, uh, it's a great place to go and, and work on your skills and, and get some help from somebody who's a, a skilled builder and solder. If you're outside of the Seattle area and you want us to promote your upcoming events, podmodcast at gmail.com. Brad, we're going to do our little, just a little check-in. We're halfway through our time. And the words were? Uh, hubristic hammer. Hubristic hammer. So what, was, what, what were you thinking when you started Passion? You know, the very first thing I went to was a square wave just because, like, I just wanted, you know, raw and just, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, it's a hammer, so I want no finesse at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking that I would just, like, get, um, you know, something just, like, beating, you know, just, like, mm -hmm. just pounding, pounding at you. Mm -hmm. It isn't pounding enough yet, but uh -huh. it is kind of repetitive and just kind of, like, so that was, I think that's me. Uh, <laughs> I think, so that was the idea, was square wave and just pounding um other thing i did is i kind of looked i outside of just like the regular shared system i've got here um i do have a radio music slotted in here mm -hmm. um just uh as an extra thing and so i went looking for uh you know a good sample or something to to, to throw into the mix so i found some drums okay but cool. but i haven't actually got the drums synchronized yet so I wanted to get, <laughs> I wanted to get the drums kind of like, you know, at least resetting the sample resetting uh -huh. along with the rhythm, but uh, haven't gotten there yet. And um, yeah, haven't put any effects in. Got a little bit of random going, just to play with the uh, with the tempo, but absolutely no, um, uh, no sequencing really of the oscillator other than just kind of hammering you with like a, a gross FM tone. Awesome. All right, so, let's let's yeah. see let's see where we're at so far. All right. Oh, I should probably turn you up in the mix or something. <laughs> <I'm not> sure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I dig that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that drum break. Uh huh. <laughs> Very cool. Very nice. cool. I can't wait to see what it's so, like. Yeah. Yeah. Hitting you over my head with my hammer. <laughs> No, that's that that's right. That's spot on right now. Um, all right, Josh, you knew that. Phantasm. Phantasmagoric. Wait, yeah. primogenitor. Yeah. Right. So basically, going for you know the the words is one of them is deceptive and one of them is referring to ancestry. Mm -hmm. And then so I'm kind of trying to go back a little bit to my hip hop producer roots. Uh huh. That's kind of like my musical ancestry. Uh -huh. So that's I'm using the cubit rhythm for that because it's really good for just what's it called? Euclidean drum sequencing. Okay. Uh -huh. um, so uh -huh. you can get some kind of funky beats out of that. So I'm trying to do that. As far as um, deceptive, I'm trying to use the chord. I'm sticking it on a C major seven chord, and mm -hmm. the chord itself isn't going to change. But I'm now trying to figure out a way how I can modulate it so it sounds like harmonically ideas are changing but in reality it's just a c major seven chord the entire time okay okay so, interesting all right yeah let's check it let's see where you're at
So that there's this thing I really like doing because you would if you use a sequential switch, right? And then you take all three CV channels into the sequential switch, and then use the clock to kind of change which channel is playing the notes. Then you kind of get like a weird like even though you only have four pads, every time you hit a pad, it's going to be a different note. Oh wow! Okay. And then it's, yeah. I just need to pick one of those up. I feel like they're pretty useful. What, the sequential pressure points? And, and I want to switch as well, yeah. 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 I dig it. No, no, I definitely felt the pressure of the clock. I think the pressure <laughs> of the clock helps. I love that. This and, is the best and this I, has gone so far. Yeah, and I also really like the whole, like, um, halftime and, and uh -huh. full-time, because, yeah, it's perfect. Like, the, the audience gets to hear something without it, like, droning on forever at the beginning, you uh -huh. know, they get to hear, like, a snapshot in time. Now they're going to get to hear yeah. the difference between what it, what it did it do in seven minutes, uh -huh. well, which I think yeah. is really cool. I also yeah. love it, too, because I'm a really competitive musician, uh -huh. so I hear Bradley sing, and I'm like, I got fuck, fuck, <laughs> seven minutes to fucking destroy him. That's the cooking know? show. That's totally the cooking <laughs> show. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, well, let's, so, finished project, Brad. Let's see where we're at. Oh, my goodness. Hubristic hammer. <laughs> so how do you feel about it? Well, I definitely am hearing the hammer. Uh -huh. Oh, I dig this, dude. I love the kind of broken beat. Uh, kind of, kind of has like a fly low tempo to it. Or yeah, totally. It has like a, it has a very clear pocket. But it's also kind of hard to follow at the uh, same time, which yeah, is dope. Yeah, yeah. Here's the hammer. Oh! <laughs> I wish the listeners could have seen the motion Bradley made in his body when he did that. <laughs> he became a hubris in here. Primogenitor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phantasmagoric. Phantasmagoric. Primogenitor. <laughs> yeah. Which means, which means something. Yeah. It sounds like anatomy, almost. <laughs> but anyways. All right. So how do you feel about your finished product? Oh, I fucking love it. Yeah? I'm, <laughs> so, I'm so down. I'm, I'm so down with what's going on right now. <laughs>
Yeah. Love yeah, it. dude. Good. Well, thank you guys, man. That was a lot of fun. This was uh, yeah. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate your guys' time and uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> and, um,